0: Hey everybody, it's day five of the Dream Napkin Devotion Series. My name is Jason, I'm the pastor at Hope City, and Joe is back with us for the podcast today. I'm super excited to be here. You sound super excited. Uh, So yeah, so this is day five, and Joe is actually with us on day one, got this thing kicked off. And so let me just remind you real quick, you can, um, you may already know this, but you can get these podcasts updated on the church app. You can get them on the church website, you can get them on the iTunes podcast feed, uh, lots of different ways. Help us spread the word. Maybe you want to text it to somebody, share it on your social media feed, but this is really just part of our 10-year anniversary. It's the series we're doing at the church, Dream Napkin, trying to get you to dream more, believe for more, live for more, and, uh, and so every day we just want to give you a little inspiration and encouragement for these 21 days. So now, it's day five. Let's do it. Our verse today is from Matthew chapter 21, verses 18 and 19. This is what it says. In the morning, as Jesus was returning to Jerusalem, he was hungry, and he noticed a fig tree beside the road. He went over to see if there were any figs, but there were only leaves. Then he said to it, May you never bear fruit again. And immediately the fig tree withered up. Now, I'm just old enough to remember when church classes used to use felt boards and flannel graph to teach Bible lessons. I don't know if you remember or can even understand what I'm talking about, but if you've never experienced it, don't worry about it. You're not missing much. It was just a few generic Bible characters that stuck to a board as the teacher would reenact a a Bible story in, in two dimensions. But one of the things I remember about those Bible lessons was the way that the Jesus character looked. He was handsome. He was a white man with a big smile and long flowy hair. He was he was like a Matthew McConaughey looking guy. He seemed really likable and kind and always in a good mood. Um maybe you've seen this character of Jesus in like a Christian cartoon or a kid's Bible. I've seen it out there some places. But the story of Jesus cursing a fig tree in Matthew 21 goes against the concept of this fun-loving Jesus. The disciples were just as surprised as we are because this doesn't sound like something that fun Jesus would do. It feels harsh and, and temperamental, but it's an important story because it reminds us of something crucial about Jesus's character. He inspects and expects our lives to be fruitful. It was actually the first command that God gave Adam in the Bible, be fruitful. Now, Jesus doesn't have unrealistic expectations for you. He only expects you to produce what you were created to produce from the good stored up in you. And the way he reacts to the fruitless tree gives us a model to follow when we encounter areas of our life that that we're dormant. Curse them and let them die. That's what Jesus did. Be like Jesus. New fruit doesn't grow on dead trees. The same is true for for new dreams. God rarely does new things in old places. So do you have relationships, habits, and obligations that aren't productive? How long have you let them take up space in your life? It may be time to let them die so God can grow something new in its place. It makes me think about another time, Joe, where Jesus said that you can't put old wine in new wineskins, and I can't think of a better Bible verse to describe where your life has been for the last eight to ten months than this idea of God doing something new, because... I mean, you're living this out a day at a time. Yeah,
1: I am definitely some new one right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, changing careers from being in, in automotive upholstery business for over a decade to now coming on staff as a as a campus pastor is definitely something new.
0: Yeah, I remember the, the day that you and I were sitting at Cracker Barrel for breakfast, and um, I said to you, like, man, Joe, I just, I feel like God has a calling on your life. You... you you know, you agreed with that. You, you, we talked through that a little bit, but you, um, it wasn't that the career you were in was dying. As a matter of fact, it was incredibly fruitful. I had
1: the best year. <laughs> yeah. So you made the most money you had ever made. and so, left. <laughs> so it's not that you were
0: actually, the career was dying, right. but just this idea of internally, uh-huh. you knew that God was trying to do something new in yeah. you. And it would have been so easy to stay where you were, but there, what could be was just too alluring and too and too promising. And so you made the decision, you and your wife, your family made the decision to to let go of something old in order to do something new. And there's always that tension. You know, it'd be great if God would give us the new thing before he asked us to let go of the old right, thing. Yeah. And we actually tried that with your story a little <laughs> bit. It was like, let's do both and jobs and that didn't work. So that wineskin broke. That's right. The wineskin <laughs> broke. And so what have been some things that you're learning about God, about stepping into new and letting go of, of old? Well, I think, you know, for the last 13, 14 years of my life, like I've always
1: felt like there's always been a, a call to some sort of ministry. And and when my wife and I got married, we always were kind of volunteering, like wherever we were at, filling holes. But like you said, I, there came a point where there was just a desire and a call that wasn't that wasn't a part-time or it wasn't a volunteer. And, you know, a lot of the time it came back to me where I would, I wouldn't let go, you know, and and God was calling me to, to, to curse it, let it die and move on. And a lot of that that caused me not to do that was, was honestly out of fear. Like it was something totally new, but I, I, what it has caused me to do is, is to challenge me to keep moving forward and not reverting back to what God called me out of. So not to try to go back to that old tree because it's not producing fruit anymore, you know, and to keep that metaphor, the tree, like as I'm growing and developing, you know, like you you know, you got a small kid, they got growing pains and it's hard to explain like, why do my bones hurt to my nine year old? <laughs> it's, it's cause you're growing. And like, God has a plan for me and, and, and for everybody and, and growing is part of that. And with that comes learning and and comes development, you know. So as I'm stretching myself, you know, leadership, where I used to work by myself. Like, I had customers, customer service. Like, I'm great in the crowd, but, like, leading people and guiding them and and just, honestly, spiritual leadership with people. Like, you know, in the world, it's great to have a conversation about a basketball team. Mm -hmm. But it's another conversation to sit somebody down and be like – you know, God's got a call in your life, or how, how's yeah. your family doing spiritually? Yeah, and and working through that, you know, that's where that stretching
0: and that growing's coming. One of the things I really admire watching your story unfold is that, you know, you didn't have a backup plan. You know, you didn't keep like a safety in reserve. You just jumped off the cliff, uh, and and went for it. And I think the challenge that all of us face, whether it's a career. Uh, whether it's relationships that have you know we've had since high school or or whatever it is that like they, that there we we keep things on life support and things that were good for a season even things that were blessings from God for a season we will not let them die and so you know we talk to people all the time and we even feel this as well in our lives this idea that like we're trying to keep something alive that it's time to let it go. And God can't do the new thing until we're willing to let the old thing die. And so I've seen, even just in the last three or four months in you, I've just seen so many new gifts develop, Uh, you know, courage and having hard conversations and also reaping the benefits and the blessings of seeing uh, just changes in your life, changes in your family. And it's because you are willing to let the old thing go. And so for somebody who's listening right now who would say, I know I don't know enough to like put it all together, but I know enough to know that God has something new for me and I I, I feel it, I sense it, I, I know it but I am terrified to let something go or to let something die. What would you say to them? How would you encourage them?
1: I think it's a matter of, of just just trusting the Holy Spirit and and, and praying. And just saying, and asking for God for direction, you know, no matter if it's a, a new career, or a new relationship or, you know, or, or deepening your relationship with, with God, it, it's just a matter of knowing that God's plan for us is good. And sometimes like to get to the good part, you have to go through a bad part. What might you perceive as bad? You know, God's timeline is really long and his picture, you know, it'll be clear at the end of us. So you just got to know that through the valley or like you're standing on one side of the river. Mm-hmm. Some people weren't meant to go to the promised land with you. Mm-hmm. And they're just going to have to stay. And so you've got to just make that decision. Like, I am going to follow God's plan and follow it through. And just trust that on the other side of that is good.
0: Yeah. Okay, so let's challenge. Let's let's wrap this up with a challenge. Think about, take, if you take inventory of your life right now, is there a relationship? Maybe there's a habit. It's not that it's a sin. It's not that it's going to send you to hell. But it's something that represents the old version of you? Maybe it's an obligation, something you keep saying yes to, but it's time to say no. Are, are, the, are, are there those areas that are not being fruitful anymore? They've become an obligation. They've become a burden to you and not a blessing. They're not fruitful anymore. I really want to challenge you during these 21 days to let it die. Let it go and embrace what God has for you that's new. And there may be a little period in between letting the old thing go and embracing the new thing. That will be one of the most scary seasons of your life, but it will be worth it every time. So let's end with this prayer. Every day, you know, we end with a prayer. So let's end with this prayer today for day five. Here it is. God, thank you for grace and patience. I wanna be a fruitful Christian. Help me to invest in things that grow me and remove things that slow me down. Let me say it one more time. God, thank you for grace and patience. I want to be a fruitful Christian. Help me to invest in things that grow me and remove things that slow me down.